Hey guys, welcome to Life Kitchen. This is a podcast about finding purpose and meaning in life while dealing with some of life's biggest struggles. I'm Jason Lowe, a musician, digital media designer, ex-pastor, and father of four daughters. After struggling with severe anxiety and depression for around six years, I finally found the recipes to escaping the endless cycle of hopelessness. Recipes that I'd love to share with you in this podcast. If you're going through a midlife crisis and you need to find your way in life, this might be the podcast for you. I'll cover a wide range of topics, including how to find purpose in life, awakening your true potential, practical approaches to improving yourself, and much more. We'll feature interviews with people who will bring value to your life and will guide you to become whatever you desire to be. So join us in the kitchen. It's been a little while since I got to hang out with you guys, but I'm really glad to report that we just hit over 350 listens. I know that's a small number, but it gives me a sense of hope that I'm doing something useful and appreciated. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who take time out to listen to this podcast. Uh, Most of you might be my friends in real life. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live or any of that stuff, but um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how much it means uh, that you spend your time here at Life Kitchen. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash lifekitchen and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's really that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash lifekitchen to get started today. Now, I think Audible is awesome because it allows me the ability to do some hands-free learning. If I'm working in the office or on the road, pretty much anywhere I go, I can listen to a book. Go to audibletrial.com slash lifekitchen today for a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. This really is a great deal, and I think you'll benefit from it. The best part is that the trial is completely free. As always, I got to give some love to my boy Carl Hot for being an all-in-one, beat-making, booty-shaking machine. He created the track you're listening to right now. Go give him some love at soundcloud.com slash carlhotmusic, and that's hot with two T's. All right, let's check out the track for a bit, and I'll be right back with five ways to make your dream life a reality. We all have dreams for the future. We want to be living in a nicer house, driving a nicer car, We want to have lots of family running around us, maybe laughing in a field out by the pond in the middle of the Colorado mountains where the birds whistle in perfect harmony and all the little woodland creatures bring us fresh picked berries every morning. (laughs) We dream of that perfect life, but we actually do very little to attain it. We've been tricked into believing that only 30 years in the factory will do that. You got to work really hard and and long hours and a long time. We've been made to believe that life is limited to whatever comes our way and that there's very little we can do about it. And yet, millions of other people in the world are thriving, living the life that you're dreaming of. So what if there was a way to make it happen for yourself? In today's podcast, I'm gonna give you five quick ways to make your dreams come true. So here's where we get started. I believe if you pay attention to these five pieces of advice and apply them to your life, you really can make your life better in the future. 
Okay, here we go. Number one, create a new identity. There's a big reason why this is number one on the list, but I'll get to that in just a minute. Just for a moment, I want you to close your eyes and think back on your life all the way back to childhood, okay? Think about every success. You don't have to think about them individually, but just kind of, you know, skim through them in your mind. Think about your successes. Think about your major failures. Think about your wins and your losses. We all have them. We all have both of these. We, we have successes, failures, wins, and losses. Think briefly about every chance you've had to take steps toward improvement. And maybe highlight a few times in particular when you made a choice that led to more laziness, more atrophy, more negativity. What if you would have chosen to take positive action instead? What if you would have chosen to take that leap and ask the beauty queen for a dance? Or what if you would have spent the whole day working on your resume instead of hanging out with your buddies at the lake? We all have thousands of these types of memories that we can recount. And I know exactly how that feels because my, my failures are plentiful. The greatest part about the self-improvement journey is that by understanding that your choices manifest your destiny, you can consciously make choices that guide you toward whatever you want to be. I've spoken to my Facebook audience about this just recently, but I'll briefly recount it for you guys, my loyal podcast listeners. Uh, this is a quote by someone, I have no idea who it actually came from, it's attributed to a lot of different people, you know how that goes. Um, but we'll just, I'll just give you the quote. You can look it up if you want to. It goes like this. Watch your thoughts for they become words. Watch your words for they become actions. Watch your actions for they become habits. Watch your habits for they become character. Watch your character for it becomes your destiny. So essentially it just means that however you've trained yourself to think will have a direct effect on the type of life you live. If you always receive things negatively, it will eventually turn into negative words and so on. So let's kind of let's put this into a real world example so you can see what I'm talking about here. Um, let's just say that Johnny is a middle aged guy who dreams of one day owning his own barbershop. So Johnny was raised by two parents who totally love each other, and he's never had to experience any abuse or mistreatment, and overall his life is okay. The key factor in Johnny's life is that he's negative about everything due to the fact that his father never could gain any traction working at the paper mill and therefore would always spill his frustration out on the family when he got home. So Johnny grew up with a negative mindset, thinking that no matter what he did in life, he was probably going to fail and never could you know, advance or get any better. So even though Johnny wants to own a successful barbershop, or maybe he wishes to own it, he constantly doubts his abilities to do a good cut. Because of his internal self-doubt, he starts to criticize himself out loud. Now, it might be innocent at first, maybe something like, I'll never be as good as the barbers on Instagram. Or maybe he's constantly saying things like, I just don't think I can be that successful. So then, Johnny's words become actions. He has an opportunity to work for one of his barbering idols. But because he doubts his skills so much, he skips out on the initial interview because he thinks there's probably 10 other people who are more qualified. Continuing this mindset, Johnny starts habitually turning down chances to show what he can do, mostly out of fear and anxiety. Eventually, he develops a reputation for always shying away from new opportunities, and unless he changes, he'll look back with regrets because he wasted his raw talent. You see how this works? 
Put your own name and history into the scenario and, and see if you can draw a conclusion about where you might be in 30 or 40 or 50 years from now. Are you going to regret not trying? Are you going to wish that you had conquered your fear and stepped out anyway? You only get one life. Make the best of it. Back to the point here, you literally can create a new identity anytime you want. I don't recommend doing this frequently or in a short period of time, but there really is no limit to what you can create with a new identity. If you've always been known as the lazy bum who lives with his mom, you can change this persona. Go out and get a job. Get your own place. Start a forward momentum that will propel you out of your current situation. You don't have to worry about making it by tomorrow or even next month. Just take gradual, planned, consistent steps toward improvement. Your old friends will probably doubt you. You'll have to put up with judgment and opinions from people who knew the old you. But screw them. Seriously, screw all that noise. This is your life. You have to live it how you want to live it. You want to be successful? Then put in the work. Be consistently excellent in all areas of your life and it will happen. You don't have to be stuck with whatever personality you've created up until this point in life. Rewrite the book and start making positive choices now. One of my favorite Chinese proverbs says, The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. A tree, just like our character, takes a long time to fully mature. It's a slow growth, long-term payout kind of thing. If you've spent the last 20 years developing into who you are today, you can't really expect to change overnight. However, one thing you can do overnight is to plant a new tree. It will take much time to develop, maybe even many years to bear fruit, but if you don't plant it now, then you're more likely to put it off forever, and you'll never reap the benefits of being the best version of yourself that's possible. You can create a totally new identity, and it starts today. No more accepting the bad habits as, that's just who I am. No more negative self-talk. No more taking actions that serve as a detriment to your improvement. Determine in your very soul that you've had enough of the status quo and start living that new life today. So number two in the ways to make your dream life a reality is to live in the present moment. I just talked about shaping the future and the, you know, the future you. Uh, and to do that, we have to live in the present. Shaping the future doesn't mean that we constantly have to live there in our minds. I think it's perfectly okay to dream about what you desire. You should envision your new future, whatever it may be, and make it as real in your mind as anything you've ever touched. However, don't let that desire just turn into a wish. For example, uh, one of my desires, as you probably know if you follow me on Facebook, is to own a Tesla Model S. Now, I have no idea how it's going to happen yet. These cars are like 150 grand, right? But I know that someday I'll own that car. I don't ever speak of it as a, as a wish or a maybe. I don't look at Tesla owners and say, man, it must be nice to own that car. I say, man, my Tesla is going to be amazing too. It's always concrete. It's always for sure. I will own that car someday. Wishing for something is one of the most useless things I've ever heard of. Having a desire is just human nature. It's, I think all of us have desires of some kind. We desire to be better. We desire for things. 
So whether by programming or by evolutionary design, humans just want things. And I'd venture to say that it's mostly due to programming by social constructs and media influence, but we'll save that for another podcast. Whatever the reason, our craving to have, hold, and own stuff is insatiable, and some have it worse than others. We're blessed and cursed with the ability to envision our own futures. And wishing is basically just enjoying the concept of being in possession of something, but not putting any sort of action behind it to manifest that desire into something real. I can wish for a body that's more fit all day long, but it's never going to come to me if I'm just always on the couch. You get the point. We've talked about putting dreams into action quite a bit on Life Kitchen, and as you know, nothing happens from just a wish. You have to put in the work. You have to take action in the present moment. Likewise, it doesn't do you any good to live in the past. Your past failures don't have to follow you around forever. That time that you fell on your face while performing on stage at your high school doesn't have to inhibit your love of the theater. Losing the big client at work because of your lack of proper planning doesn't mean that you won't completely nail the next proposal. Like I talked about in point number one, You can shape your identity into something more favorable if you're willing to brush yourself off and put in the work to become better in the present. To take this a step further, your past successes also have little bearing on the present you. Sure, it's much easier to go from success to success and sort of ride that wave, but all it takes is one look at Hollywood to know that past successes are meaningless. So many people who were on top at one point have crashed embarrassingly low. Your past success doesn't always transcend to the future. Being present means not missing out on the experience of human existence, whether good or bad. There are miracles happening all around you every day. So instead of worrying about what might happen tomorrow, stop and consider what's happening right now. I mean, you're you're attached to a mass of matter that's made up of almost an infinite amount of smaller matter, and we're spinning through space at blinding speed. Okay, let me let me digress for a quick science break, okay? I love science and I just I want you to grasp this concept of being present and understanding where you stand in the universe. All right, Carl Hot, we need some science music. Stop and think about this for a minute. Consider the movement of the Earth's surface with respect to the planet's center, okay? So the Earth rotates once every 23 hours, 56 minutes and Here, I'm going to get really scientific. 4.09053 seconds, okay? So it rotates once every roughly 24 hours. And the circumference of the Earth is almost 25,000 miles. So the surface of the Earth at the equator moves at a speed of around 1,000 miles per hour, right? Now, as school children, we learn that the Earth is moving around our sun in a nearly circular orbit. It covers this route at the speed of nearly 67,000 miles per hour. In addition, our solar system, Earth and all, zips around the center of our galaxy at some 490,000 miles per hour. Okay, so the fact that we even exist at all is a miracle in itself, but to consider just how fast we're moving while planted firmly on this lump of molten rock, it just, it blows my mind. Anyway, digression over. Let's get back to it. If you're constantly reliving the past or worrying about the future, you're going to miss out on seeing and experiencing the beauty of miracles all around you. Just like realizing that here we are planted on the earth and and we're moving 
with the earth that fast through our galaxy. You have to be present to understand these things. You have to be present to realize these things. If you're constantly thinking about the past or the future, you're not thinking about the present. Laugh at your kids' jokes. Watch a butterfly flutter by on a quest for nectar or just sit on a park bench and meditate. Whatever you need to do to bring the present back into the present, do that thing. Now, it really works toward manifesting the life that you want to live by helping you appreciate what is instead of living in a fabricated time frame with no basis in reality. The past is gone and the future never really arrives. The present is all we have. So make the most of it. Live in the present. Shape your future by doing something about it in the present. Number three is adopt an attitude of gratitude. There's a lot of talk in the self-help inspirational community about gratitude these days. It might be because of the major shift we've had in culture over the past 10 to 15 years. People are becoming more entitled and they expect things for free. We've slowly become accustomed to the idea that less work should somehow bring more reward. And I think a lot of you know coaches and people like me who uh, are trying to help others uh, to become more self-aware, we are now focusing on what gratitude actually does to uh, help you become who you want to be. I mean, um, if you want to be successful in life, you got to be thankful for what you get. It's just kind of how it works. So some people have a hard time thinking of things to be thankful for. Maybe you come from a really bad home, or maybe you've been abused in a marriage. Maybe you're battling depression and you only see one way out. So I'm going to show you how I find things to be thankful for. Even if you're at the point in your life where you have to force yourself to find those things, being full of gratitude sends a message that you're open for more good to come into your life. I don't mean that in some kind of hocus pocus way, okay? So here's an example of how I would find something to be thankful for. And you, you can apply this to anything. You can find things to be thankful for in your life if you really look for them. Um, here's, here's an example. So think of the hugely complex set of events that's happened on this planet to allow people to communicate over the internet. Even as I speak in this podcast, I'm us- utilizing technology that represents the best-to-date path for my voice to hit your ears. Think of how hard it would be if we had none of it. No computers, no internet, no electricity, etc. If I wanted to speak to you in in this kind of form, I mean, first I'd even have to have I'd have to have some kind of word of your desire to even hear me. Like you know, you get to click on the Life Kitchen podcast, or you get to tap it, and you know it's your choice to hear me. I'd have to even know that if we had none of this stuff. The odds of us living in the time frame on Earth that we live are staggering. We have amazing lives to live. What seems like a bright future where everyone gets along with each other. And I'm incredibly thankful for those things. We may have a lot of issues to solve in our lifetime, but at least we're trying to solve them in a time that allows us the ability to have conversations peacefully. And by the way, how you choose to hold your conversations matters a lot. A person filled with gratitude tends to attract the friendship of others. Just think about it. Do you like hanging out with Negative Nancy? She's always talking bad about her friends. She's got nothing but problems and she gripes all the time. I personally can't stand to be around people like that. If you want to make your dream life a reality, you have to surround yourself with people who are better than you. And that's going to be a tough mission if you're constantly negative. Being thankful in all things is the key to making things happen. 
being thankful for disastrous failure can be really difficult, but in time, the sting will wear off. A thankful heart will eventually brush themselves off and get back at it. Use your failures as learning moments. Teach yourself something from that pain. You have to live each day with an amazement that you even exist at all. You'll find your own things to be thankful for if you just look at life from a different perspective. All right, so number four on the ways to make your dream life a reality is physically prepare for your dreams to arrive. Uh, So I listen to all kinds of music, um, and one of my favorite gospel musicians, uh, Israel Houghton, whom you may know is the, the guy that sings Friend of God, he once said, the atmosphere of expectation is the breeding ground for miracles, which is really just a fancy way to say that when a lot of people expect something to happen, sometimes it does happen. Some believe that there's a God who honors the faith of his followers and rewards their belief by giving them what they ask for. That's totally okay. There are some who believe that the universe bends toward the focused energy they exude. That's okay too. It doesn't really matter where you believe our blessings floweth from because it just seems to be an actual function of existence itself. The laws that govern our universe are complex, to put it lightly. We can't even begin to understand how some of these laws work, but we just know that there are laws. Well, it seems that one of the laws allows us to attract what we want into our lives. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should believe this, but it seems to work for some people. And if I didn't offer it to you, my loyal podcast subscriber, I'd be doing you a disservice. And we just don't like disservices around here. You've probably heard someone mention the phrase law of attraction at some point in your life. Now, there's many who believe this to be a true way to have what you want in the future. Instead of the future happening to you, you shape what you desire in your mind. And with a little magic and glitter, it comes to be. Okay, it's not really magic, but it does seem to work that way. Um, I saved you guys from doing a Wikipedia search, did it for you. So from wikipedia.com, here we go. In the new thought philosophy, the law of attraction is the belief that by focusing on positive or negative thoughts, people can bring positive or negative experiences into their life. The belief is based on the idea that people and their thoughts are both made of pure energy. And through the process of like energy attracting like energy, a person can improve their health, wealth, or even personal relationships. The law of attraction is among the most popular of the so-called universal laws. Advocates of this mind-power paradigm generally combine cognitive reframing techniques with affirmations and create visualization to replace limiting or self-destructing negative thoughts with more empowered, adaptive, positive thoughts. A key component of the philosophy is that in order to effectively change one's negative thinking patterns, one must also feel, through creative visualization, that the desired changes have already occurred, so believe it as if it's already true. This combination of positive thought and positive emotion is believed to allow one to attract positive experiences and opportunities, by achieving resonance with the proposed energetic law. Now, as a disclaimer, Wikipedia says, the law of attraction has no scientific basis and has been dubbed a pseudoscience. A number of researchers have criticized the misuse of scientific concepts by its proponents. All right, thanks, Wikipedia. And now back to Life Kitchen. True belief in a future that hasn't existed yet is an odd thing to possess. 
I say true belief because everyone says they believe until a calamity strikes and they're caught afraid. True belief is just knowing. When you know something, there's no changing your mind when the clouds start to come. If you want to achieve something, know it in your heart, not just your head. Don't just think it. You have to really know it. You have to desire that thing to be true so badly that it wills you to get up and do something about it. Just wanting it isn't enough. You have to do the work. You have to utilize every spare moment. If you're good at your game and you constantly push for something to happen, you will rise to the top. If a human being has ever done something, doesn't that mean that it's humanly possible? Keep pushing. Believe it more than anything else. Physically prepare for your dreams to arrive and don't accept any sort of failure as a final solution or a final answer. All right, number five in the ways to make your dream life a reality is follow your intuition. Humans are at an interesting point in our evolution. We're smart enough as a species to have specialized, educated groups of us who study and analyze and create and manufacture and much more. We've built machines that can do incredible tasks for us. We've only just begun to study our minds and how they exist within the body. Science is revealing some truly incredible information when it comes to just who we really are. Some scientists are starting to believe that if we continue to evolve, we may at some point develop telepathic abilities. I know that sounds crazy, but it's the next logical step in our progress. We have brains that seem to have more power than we're able to fully utilize. It's like we have a supercomputer in our heads with a disk partition that limits us to certain experiences. Okay, now I'm just being nerdy. Um, our intuition is a powerful thing. It's that subtle, calm voice that speaks to us somewhere in the chasm of our minds. It gives us an almost instant knowledge of what we should do in every situation. Because of our intuition, we innately know right from wrong. Now, Scientists have yet to locate exactly where the intuition resides or how it works, but somehow we're in possession of this intricately designed facility of the mind. What's cool is that it's possible to train and develop your intuition. Studies show that people who train their intuition daily have a significantly increased chance of living happier, healthier lives. So how do you train your intuition? I'm glad you asked, podcast listener. I am glad you asked. Here are three exercises to train your inner dragon. Exercise one, training your literal intuition. So I actually want you to try to do this. So um, find a place to sit comfortably. This is going to be a short little meditation kind of session, and this can be done almost anywhere, okay? I want you to follow your breath by saying in on the inhale and out on the exhale. Don't say it out loud. Just say it in your mind. You're counting, you're in and you're out. Now, when you're relaxed and quiet, maybe give it five, 10 minutes, however long it takes you to really focus on your breath and to block out everything else. Identify an event or a situation that you'd like more insight about. Focus on that event intently for a few minutes. Now, don't apply any judgment or emotion to this event. Just focus on the event from a spectator's point of view, okay? No attachments. Tell yourself that you want to have a direct, intuitive experience about it in the near future, and then let it go. This is training your literal intuition, okay? 
So basically what you're doing is you are training your mind to realize situations in which you can have a direct effect on this thing that you want to change, okay? So instead of just acting out of habit or reflex, um, you begin to train your brain to remember that thing, okay? I, I remember immediately that I'm, I want to be better at this thing. Um, and you will make choices to be better at that thing. Your intuition will guide you to realize that you're in that situation. Some of us don't even realize the opportunities that we have every single day. So do this to train your intuition, okay? Exercise number two. Um, this is training your symbolic intuition, okay? Grab something to draw with. Find a quiet place away from clutter or noise, somewhere where you can really relax and concentrate. And I want you to ask yourself, what do I need most right now? And I want you to ask it three times, pause between each question, okay? Try to let this question deepen in meaning each time you ask it. What do I need most right now? Your first answer might be, man, I could really use a, <laughs> I could really use a Dr. Pepper right now, or I could, you know, whatever. Ask yourself again, what do I need most right now? That answer might be, well, man, I, I really could use a hug right now or whatever, whatever the thing is. Do it three times, pause, let it get deeper each time you ask it. When you've asked the third time, I want you to pick up your pen and draw one symbol on your paper and don't think too much about it, okay? Set it down, walk away for like 10 minutes or so. When you come back, see if you can interpret this symbol. What does it immediately suggest to you? Our brains are pretty awesome. Our brains know a lot more about our reality than they let our uh, conscious know about. And sometimes by training our symbolic intuition, we can um, we can allow our subconscious brain to uh, give us clues, you know, give us clues about what we actually want and what we actually desire or um, what we need most in life. And by asking yourself, what do I need most right now? Um, that, that allows your subconscious to, to sort of answer that for you. Um, like I said, don't think too much about it when you draw this symbol on your paper. Just do it, walk away, and when you come back, see if that symbol says anything to you. Um, exercise number three, learn to identify and pay attention to intuition's subtle messages. So I think all of us have had these sort of experiences in our lives when we knew about something before it happened. Um, maybe we're in the grocery store and we, um, we think about, you know, a sibling that we haven't talked to in a long time. And maybe, you know, five minutes later, that sibling texts you or calls you or something. Think about how you felt around the time you had that foreknowledge. And then, you, you know, look out for similar feelings in the future. Learning to recognize those feelings can take some time, but you'll get better at it quickly. By learning to identify what intuition looks like when it happens, you can begin to shape your behavior to allow for more intuitive moments to occur. You essentially move your consciousness out of the way so that your true self can navigate the subtle waves of destiny. Now, it's not always easy to silence the noise of the world today. If you're what you would call connected, you know, you always seem to have a screen in front of your face or whatever. Maybe it's your cell phone, maybe it's your TV, maybe it's your computer at work and at home. You know just as well as I do that being connected is almost like hitting, being hit with a shotgun load of advertisements and other things that demand our attention. Without providing time for the mind to have peace, it's almost impossible to rise above that storm. No wonder we get caught up in the drama. 
No wonder we can't figure out how to get out of our current mess. We're too concerned with who The Bachelor kicks off this week. We're too concerned with what Kanye names his next baby. And I know it's I know this is preachy, but it's also true. Man, silence all that noise. You have the power to turn it off. But I'll get bored. But I just need to stay connected with my friends. You know, there's a million excuses for why you have to do anything. As long as you rely on external voices more than you listen to yourself, you'll never learn to develop those intuitive quirks that make dreams into reality. So there are five quick ways to turn your dream life into a reality. Um, Stop just dreaming about it. Stop wishing for it and actually create what you want to experience in your life. It's not impossible. Um, Whatever you dream about, you know, if, if, if you're like me and you dream about a Tesla Model S, that's going to be your reality if you take steps to achieve that. I'm taking steps in my life. I'm not just sitting here saying, oh man, I really wish I had a car. Or I really wish I could be better at this. Um, I'm taking steps to achieve those things. And that's really what I'm suggesting to you too. Um, don't just wish for it. Don't just dream for it. Make it happen in your life. Manifest that destiny and it will happen. Guys, I can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast. Um, I try to keep them short so that you can, you know, check them out on your lunch break or whatever. And um, I hope you are enjoying what you hear. I hope you're able to take something from this and apply it to your life. Most of these techniques are extremely easy to remember. I always try to present them in a way that just feels like you're talking to a friend. I care about you. Even if we've never met or maybe if we're best friends in real life. Um, I care about all of you. If you ever need to reach out to me, you can hit me up at jason at lifekitchen.cc. We're also on the web and on Facebook, um, lifekitchen.cc, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash yourlifekitchen. So send me a message when you can. And also don't forget to subscribe to the Life Kitchen podcast on iTunes. And I would love it if you guys would leave us a review. That would really help to get the Life Kitchen name out there and to grow the listener base quite a bit. My hope is that we can create a community where we can all share some experiences and maybe learn from each other. All right, I think that's it for this podcast, and I will catch you guys next time on Life Kitchen, recipes for a better life.